Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Don't Go Broke Trying. I am your host, Rennie, and if you're new here, I am a content creator who creates content about financial literacy, career development, and lifestyle. Thank you so much for joining me here today. If you're new to the podcast, maybe you've listened to me on YouTube or something like that. This is Don't Go Broke Trying. On this podcast, obviously, as you can tell by the name, we help you and make sure that you don't go broke trying to live your best life. So today I'm going to be talking about how to not go broke trying to have multiple streams of income. I feel like right now, especially on Twitter, on Instagram, all over social media, I hear a lot of people talking about how they need to have that, how it's so important that every single person has multiple streams of income and how, you know, multiple streams of income are so good, so good, so good. And of course, I, if you follow me, you know that I have over seven different sources of income. So I am a firm believer in this. However, I think there's a way to have multiple sources of income that will help you not go broke and a way to have multiple sources of income that will make you go broke. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Again, I don't want you to have five different jobs and think that means you're hustling well. I think that there's a smart way to do that. So let's talk about it. I also would love if you could review this podcast, rate this podcast on whatever app you are on. So if you're watching on Spotify or if you are on Apple or if you're watching this video on YouTube, please leave me a review or hit that like button because that is what helps me rank. And I also want to say a big, big thank you to all of you because I actually, or this podcast, thanks to you, was ranked number two in the education category in Nigeria. That's such a big accomplishment for me. It's it's less than two months that this podcast has been out. So that was a really big accomplishment. The more that you all review the podcast and share this podcast, that means I have a higher chance of being ranked in those rankings and it really helps other people discover this. So if this podcast has been helpful to, to you thus far, please make sure that you rate and review and share on your Instagram story and tag us at don't go broke trying. Okay, so now let's get into this episode. I'm very excited to say that this podcast is brought to you in partnership with Lemonade Finance. If you don't know already, Lemonade is the platform I have been partnering with for over a year now, and they are doing the damn thing when it comes to sending money internationally. Lemonade is a mobile app that allows users in Canada and the UK to send money to Ghana, Nigeria, Ivory Coast, Senegal, Benin, Cameroon, Tanzania, Rwanda, and Kenya at zero fee. Yes, I said zero fee, and not only are there no fees, but the transfers are sent in minutes. People I've sent money to in Nigeria have received funds in just one or two minutes. It's really quick. You can use my referral code XLRENI to sign up, and if you're in Canada, you'll get 10% cash back when you make a single transfer of 100 Canadian dollars or more to supported African countries. If you're in the UK, you'll get 10% cash back capped at 50 pounds when you make a single transfer of 100 pounds or more to supported African countries. And if you're not in Canada or the UK, don't worry, I didn't forget you. They are growing rapidly and will likely be in your country soon. Again, if you want to sign up, you can use my code or you can use the link in the show notes. Now, let's get back to this week's episode. Isn't Lemonade Finance great? I have had so many people tell me that they've started using it ever since I started posting more about it and you are loving it. So thank you 
Thank you. Thank you so much for using them. I appreciate it. And it supports my channel when you use my affiliate link and my podcast when you use my affiliate link. And thank you, Lemonade, for sponsoring this podcast. You guys are real ones. It's been over a year working with you. And I am very blessed and grateful for the opportunity. So now let's actually get into the different forms of income that are available here. I think a lot of people only have one source of income, and that is earned income. So there are actually seven major forms of income, and I'm going to actually mention each of and every one of them and explain them to you. I saw a great article about the seven streams of income, and I saw it on LinkedIn a few years ago, and it's always stuck in my mind. So I'm going to make sure to link that in the show notes as well so you can read it if you want. It goes in depth about each source of income. The first source of income that most people have, you probably have that, this is earned income. And earned income is the money that you earn by doing something or spending your time doing something. So what this means is that you are exchanging your time for money. And this is important to note, the time for money. This means it is a active form of income. So for example, I work as a, I am self-employed and if I don't go to work, each day, I don't get paid. You, if you have a nine to five, if you don't go and clock in your 40 hours a week, you don't get paid. So that is exchanging your time for money. And again, a lot of these jobs can pay you pretty well. I will not knock any nine to fives. You can make a lot of money through your earned income. But the only problem with earned income is that all of your money is reliant on that one source of income. And we often call this the J-O-B, which is just over broke. And that is basically the cost, the amount that your workplace is paying you. They usually pay you enough to like keep you happy and like keep you content, but not enough to actually create meaningful wealth. So that's why we want to incorporate other sources of income. So again, by no means am I knocking a nine to five? Am I knocking entrepreneurship? Am I knocking earned income? I'm just saying that in addition to your earned income, you want to have other sources of income. And the reason for this, again, let me emphasize this, is that having one source of income is too close to having no sources of income. If, God forbid, you got in an accident, if, God forbid, you got in, you lost your job and they fired you because, you know, these companies ain't loyal. If, God forbid, if anything happened to you, really, like, you would no longer have any source of income. And that's actually a very scary place to be. Having all your eggs in one basket is a really scary place. And it, may, it, it really, is, yeah, it's just not a good place to be. I... The only reason I was able to leave my full-time job was because I had developed multiple streams of income that allowed me to like rest and relax. Like, okay, if I no longer have this however many thousand dollars coming in every month from my full-time income, it's okay because I have my investment portfolio, I have this, I have that, and I can still feel comfortable. But if I only had that one income, I would be like stressing to find another job when I quit. So that's the importance of having earned, uh, having other sources of income. So the second form of income is profit income. Profit income is money that you earn by selling something for more than it costs you to make. And this form of income is essentially, a lot of business owners use this, where they will buy something for $5 and mark it up and sell it at $7 to somebody else. Or I could actually purchase a piece of clothing and then resell it once I'm done wearing it, resell it and sell it for more or at least the same price that I bought it for actually more. Obviously, that's where the profit comes in. So this is something that a lot of people do not have. Mostly business owners have this. And that's because it is pretty hard and it's labor intensive. I used to do this actually with my father. I used to have an Amazon store with my father. And we would essentially go to Costco and other warehouses like London Drugs and different warehouses. 
and get items from there and resell them on Amazon. You can sell them for quite a bit of money. Sometimes people will pay 50% markup because they are paying for that convenience that they get from Amazon or that they get from it being delivered to their house directly from Amazon. If you want me to do a video or a, a podcast about that and my Amazon experience, just make sure you tweet me and use the hashtag DGBTpod. If you don't use Twitter, feel free to DM me on Instagram or comment on one of the posts on the Don't Go Broke Trying Instagram or TikTok. Anyways, back to where it was. The thing about this is that you have to be pretty entrepreneurial to get this form of income. And also, it is another type of active income. That's the reason I don't do Amazon anymore. I literally had to go, go to the store, come home, pack this, ship it to Amazon, fill it to Amazon, and the cycle continued over and over. And if you are having a full-time job already or if you're, anything, if you're doing anything else, you can get very tired by trying to balance these two basically full-time jobs. So while this is a good form of income to have and if you can create a system so that it works for you, then that is great. But I wouldn't, again, put all your eggs in this one basket. I would diversify your streams of income and look into other streams of income. The next form of income that we have is interest income. And now I'm going to go on to the more passive forms of income. And when I say passive forms of income, this is what you really want. And this will help you to not go broke trying to have multiple streams of income. As I said, I don't want you to have five jobs. I don't want you to have three jobs. I don't even want you to have two jobs. I want you to have one job and other passive forms of income. So these are the passive forms of income, which means that you do not have to actively trade your time on a daily basis in order to get these types of income. And again, this does not mean that it doesn't take effort at all, because of course, there's no truly passive form of income where like you don't have to do make you don't have to put in any work. But these ones, maybe you have to do a one time you have to put in work once or not very often, and then you still get money from that. And that's what we want. We want the, the coins coming into our bank account without, without us having to trade our time for money on a daily basis. So the next one, as I said, is interest income. And this is the money that you get as a result of lending your money to someone else to use. So for example, if I were to use EQ Bank, which is one of my favorite banks here in Canada, it is a high interest savings account. If I... If I were to put my money in my EQ bank account, they have a 1.5% interest rate right now on their savings account, I believe. It could change, remember, but I think it's about 1.5%. So if I put my money in there, I know that every single month I'm getting money that is just coming into my bank account as passive forms of income, which is great. You know, uh, I don't suggest you invest all your money. So the money that you keep in cash, at least you want to get some interest income on that money. So I keep a, heft, a healthy emergency fund. Say you want to keep a $30,000 emergency fund and you put it into a high interest savings account and the interest rate is 1%, 1.5%. That is some good, not amazing money, but it's some money that you're getting into your bank account. And again, you are not working for it on a daily basis, which is the, the most important thing. We don't want to be working for money on a daily basis. We want our money to work for us. So the bank also does this, you know, the bank lends out your money to other people and they get that interest income. Another thing that people do is that they loan out their money to other individuals, peer-to-peer -peer lending. I have heard a lot about this and I'll actually try and get someone on the podcast to talk to us about this. But peer-to-peer -peer lending is essentially when I'm going to say, hey, you who's listening, you need $5,000. I have $5,000. Here is a loan. I will give it to you at 5%. So you have a 12-month term. And over the next 12 months, you will, after 12 months, you will pay me back at a 5% interest rate. And that is peer-to-peer -peer lending. Again, 
You don't have to do much effort. You don't have to put in much effort. All you're doing is lending your money to this person and they are paying you back. Obviously, with this type of form, with this type of income, um, you know, I personally don't have the trust in pretty much anyone to do this. <laughs> so it's not for me. But I know that a lot of people do do this, especially a lot of very rich people. And they just lend their money to other people. So that is an option for you. Again, you need to really have trust in the person or a solid ironclad contract so that you can come after them if there is any form of default or any form of non-payment that is occurring. The next form of income that we're going to talk about is dividend income. Dividend income is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite forms of income because it's even better than interest income. It's equally passive as an interest income, and you're also a shareholder in a company when you have this form of income. So if you watch my YouTube channel, you know that I talk about investing in the stock market all the time, and I will link a few videos down below in the show notes if you have not and you want to know more about investing. But essentially, you can buy a share of a company and become a part owner in that company. When you become a part owner in that company, you own that share. And then as you own that share, some companies will issue dividends. What a dividend is, is say I buy a share of Microsoft for, I'm not sure how Microsoft how much Microsoft is selling for right now. Say Microsoft is selling for $300. If I own that share of Microsoft for $300 and their dividend, say they pay a, a 50 cent dividend and I own 10 shares. Each quarter, I'm getting some money into my bank account. And I am getting that simply because I own that share. And that's the beauty of it. You don't have to do anything except own that share and hold. So some people actually live off their dividend income. Some people have such a huge portfolio of so many shares that every single quarter when the company issues a dividend, they can afford to live off of that money. And truly, 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 that is goals, okay? That is what I would like for my life because, again, they don't have to work anymore. They simply have added money into their investment portfolio. They hold it for, for years and years and years. And every quarter when that dividend is issued, they cash it out and they are able to live off of those dividends. Isn't that a sweet life? I want that for you. I want that for me. I want that for all of us. So, again, you can see clearly you're not going broke in this way because the shares that you have are continuously paying you it's like the gift that keeps on giving so i have this form of income i own shares this is not financial advice by the way but i own shares like microsoft like apple and a bunch of different companies that issue a healthy dividend on a quarterly basis and it's just nice to have some money in my bank account obviously i don't have a huge portfolio so right now the dividends that i receive cannot really sustain my lifestyle but as i keep dollar cost averaging and investing, I hope that one day or I plan that one day they will support my lifestyle and I will be good. Another form of income is capital gains. So capital gains go hand in hand with the dividend income or sometimes it does actually. So capital gains is the money that you get as a result of an increase in value of an asset that you own. For example, if I buy that same Microsoft stock Say I buy it at $250 and then a year later it's $260. That's a $10 gain. And if, say, I own 10 of them, that's $100 that I got, right? So the beauty of this is the same thing. All you have to do is buy once and then you hold and then you hold and then you hold. I know that Shopify is not doing too well right now. <laughs> the stock is not, not doing too hot. It's not really doing too hot. But before it, it, it started uh, tanking a bit, Shopify was actually one of the shares that got me a lot and lot a lot of money 
And it was it was one of the greatest shares I've ever had in my portfolio. If you don't know the story, I bought Shopify when I was about 20 years old, 22 years old. I can't no, maybe like maybe 19 years old. I don't even know. Sometime when I was in university, I started buying Shopify stocks when I was making nine dollars an hour. And I bought them around the $200 mark. By the time I was ready to sell them to purchase my house, they actually reached the $1,200 mark, $1,000 mark, something around that. So imagine an $800 gain per share, and it paid for my house. So I say this to say, it's a very passive form of income because all you have to do, first you have to do the active move, which is actually purchasing the stock. But after that, once you have purchased the stock, then you're good. You All you have to do is hold and hold and hold and hold until you're ready to sell. And of course, you have to do your research before you buy anything because you want to buy something that is a solid, solid company. But um, if you pick the right stocks or if you pick a good index fund or if you pick a good ETF, you have the opportunity to make a lot of money. And again, this is very passive because all you have to do is hold. And it's amazing. I really like it. It's great. Obviously, it's a great form of income. And this was what truly allowed me to know that, wow, there's money out there. There's money to be made. And another thing with capital gains is another way to get capital gains. For example, if you buy a house, if you buy a house, I bought my house at $349,000. And two years later, I think, yeah, two years later, my house is worth around $800,000. So if I were to sell my house right now, again, you can see that there are huge gains there. And that's a... I don't know, that's a pretty sizable chunk of money. And all I had to do was buy that house and hold and hold and hold. I acknowledge that I got into that housing market or the property ladder at a very good time. So I got in at a very good time. I acknowledge that. The next form of income that will help you not go broke trying to have multiple streams of income is rental income. And rental income is income that you get as a result from renting out an asset that you have. So this can be an asset like a house or a building. So this is an even better form of income in my experience because it's pretty consistent in my experience. I'm sure some people have not so great experiences with rental income, but essentially I have my house and I rent out my house for about $2,000 each month. And my mortgage is much less than that. So every month that profit that I get is my rent is my rental income. I just put it back into the house. So I actually don't use this income all the time, but it's a good way to see that like I've I own my house, I have someone paying my mortgage down, and no money's coming out of my pocket each month to support it. So it's really good for me personally. Obviously, you want to make sure that you go into your decision to purchase a property very informed. You want to know what the mortgage rate, going mortgage rate is, or mortgage payment each month will be. And you also want to know what the going rent is at that time. That is a great form of income. I know that having rental income is not feasible for everyone when it comes to buying a house because obviously housing prices in this country, in Canada, are nuts. <laughs> and probably in most countries, not very accessible to the average person. However, another way that you can get rental income is actually by buying some sort of asset or and then renting it out to people. For example, one of my friends bought a bouncy castle. He, bought, he went on Kijiji and he found a bouncy castle and he said, I see kids playing with this all the time. I am going to rent this out and, you know, I'm going to let them, I'm going to let them use my bouncy castle. I believe he paid less than $1,000 for one of them 
And then every weekend, he was booked and busy. He just put himself on Kijiji and said, bouncy castle for rent. I think it was $100 or $200 for the weekend. And he would just give it to them. They'd bounce on it. He'd blow it up, bounce on it, and then he would take it back the next day. And this was a great form of income for him. Of course, if it's only $1,000, which is not only, but like if it's $1,000 and you get your money back, you get $200 per weekend. After five weekends, you have your money back and then you are making straight profit. Of course, you have to factor in your gas costs and everything like that. But overall, you're making pretty good money. So think of the things that you already have in your life or the things that are easily accessible to you and then go from there. You don't have to buy a house in order to get rental income. You can rent out other things that you may have. I know some people even use Toro, which is a Toro, actually, which is a like something similar to Airbnb, but for your car where you rent out your car to people. I've never used this, just a disclaimer. So I've just heard of it. But I know people rent out their car to others on this platform. A car is not an asset, though. So at least you're making some money from your car, even though the car is depreciating in value, <laughs> you know. So at least you're making some sort of income from this. This is the sixth form of income and that one will help you to not go broke trying to live your best life and trying to have multiple streams of income. The last form of income that I'm going to mention today is royalty income. This is the one form of income that I actually do not have right now. Hopefully I will get it soon, one day, one day. But royalty income is essentially the money that you get as a result from letting someone use your products, your ideas, or your processes. So, for example, we think of the store or the restaurants like McDonald's. McDonald's is just a burger joint, essentially. It's a burger joint. And there are so many burger joints across the world. I could start a restaurant today and call it Rennie's, and I could ask people to come and buy. But I could also license or I could also become a franchisor of McDonald's and I could use McDonald's name and their likeness and their goodwill, put that on my burger joint, use their products as well, use their processes, use their recipes, and then I could create my own franchise of McDonald's. Obviously, the thing is that I would pay McDonald's out of my revenue I would pay them a small percentage of everything that I earn. So this is a great form of income for McDonald's. And the reason I'm going to McDonald's over starting my own is, again, I McDonald's already has an established brand name. So I could do the same thing if Rennie the Resource, God willing, becomes a huge brand that, you know, everybody wants to know about and everyone is like, there's a, there's a, there's a great name associated with Rennie the Resource. People could actually say, okay, I want to host a course. I want to use the Rennie the Resource brand. How much... Will I pay you in order to do that? And that's an example of royalty income. So this is a much harder form of income to do, I will say. However, you can make some good money doing this. And obviously, it requires some special skills that you've had. But once you have established your brand, and once people are willing to pay for your brand, there's honestly no limit to the amount of money that you can make from this. And that is the beautiful, beautiful thing. So... Just to conclude and to wrap this up, don't go broke trying to have multiple streams of income. You can have multiple streams of income without having multiple jobs. You need to have an active form of income, but then look for some more passive forms of income to supplement your active forms of income. And also your passive forms of income can even make you more money than your active form of income if you are doing it correctly. 
You don't have to have all seven forms of income, but you should focus on building and developing your, your sources of income so that you don't have to rely on any single one of those. You don't have to rely on your investment portfolio. You don't have to rely on your real estate portfolio. You don't have to rely on your nine to five. You don't have to rely on your entrepreneurship. You know that there are many sources of income that are coming for you. If you want to know about my sources of income right now, I have my YouTube channel, but my YouTube channel actually has six forms of income within it. So my YouTube channel, I have affiliate income. I have my AdSense. I have my brand deals. I have my speaking engagements that I get from my YouTube channel. And I also have courses that I sell or yeah, courses. And then I also have, there's one more that I'm forgetting right now, but I have a lot of sources of income that just come from my YouTube channel. So again, the thing that you do can branch into many other things and you don't have to actively be doing things on a regular basis in order to make money. So I hope this podcast was helpful for all of you to learn a bit more about how to not go broke trying to have multiple streams of income. Don't get five jobs, okay? Okay, we do not want you to get burnt out. We want you to have one main earned income and multiple other forms of income that keep paying you day in and day out. If you listen to my other episodes, you know that my dad always says, do not work for money, have money work for you. And that is the goal that I want. And that is what I want for each and every one of you. So I just want to thank you so much for listening to this episode. I appreciate you. I value you. I hope that you will share this with someone else so that they know that they can have multiple streams of income without actually having to work themselves to a pulp. Okay. I want to empower all of us to make more money without having to stress ourselves or go broke trying to manage multiple businesses that may fail. Okay. Just focus on one. And once you built one, you can build another, but focus on your core competencies and focus on having passive forms of income to develop you more money on the side. So thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I will see you in the next one and bye everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed and learned something new that will help you not go broke. If you like listening to this podcast, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, or wherever you're listening and leave us a review. You should also share the love. We don't believe in hoarding knowledge over here. So if you learned something, take a screenshot and share this podcast on your Instagram story, tagging at don't go broke trying and at XLRenny. I would love to reshare. You can use the hashtag DGBTPod on Twitter to continue the conversation. And if you have a dilemma or a question about money that you would like answered, please email us at DGBT at ReniTheResource.com. This episode was brought to you by Lemonade Finance. Use my code XORENI for 10% cash back. This episode was produced by Pascal Adeshina with music by Wonder Girl.